Welcome to this, our next edition of our daily devotions coming to you from Church of the Palms in Sarasota, Florida. We're so happy that you have joined us and we encourage you as always to share these devotional times with those you know and love. Would you please pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to you, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, today our scripture lesson comes from Mark chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. Hear the word of God. The beginning of the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophet Isaiah, See, I am sending my messenger ahead of you who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. John the baptizer appeared in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And people from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with a camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist and he ate locusts and wild honey. He proclaimed, the one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to stoop down and untie the thong of his sandals. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. In those days, Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. And just as he was coming up out of the water, he saw the heavens torn apart and the spirit descending like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven, You are my son, the beloved. With you I am well pleased. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our daily readings and our lectionary readings, for some reason, keep bringing, up, bringing us back to this first chapter of the Gospel of Mark. I suppose it's never a bad thing to keep rereading and reflecting upon a certain portion of Scripture. God might be trying to say something to us. So here we are thinking again about John the Baptist. John the Baptist is perhaps the most pivotal character in the story of Jesus, who ends up with very little stage time. He begins the show, and then almost immediately he exits. And his next appearance is with his head on a silver platter. But when he does open the show, he does it dramatically. He takes a center stage and carries with him something we don't want to see. He carries with him a sign. It's a red octagonal sign, and the sign says, stop. Now, that's not the kind of sign we want to see. No one wants to hear that they have to stop. Stop signs and stop lights are not my friend. I like green. I like go. But the beginning of Jesus' story starts with John at center stage holding out his sign that says, stop. The Greek word is metanoia, the word we translate as repent. It literally means stop and turn around. Now, I want to think with you about this exhortation to stop. Is it possible, is it possible for you to stop? I think most of us, if we were to be honest, would say that the way life is going for us, it doesn't feel possible for us to stop. Life gets that way sometimes. We may want to stop, but we don't feel like we can. It's like 
body surfing out in the ocean. If you've ever been body surfing, you know that when you catch a wave and, you've been, and you begin surfing it in, once you start, you don't get a choice to stop. Once you've committed to the wave, you're committed to the wave and you go wherever that wave takes you, sometimes to the hospital. I think we feel often that life is this wave. We are in the wave, but we don't get the choice to stop. We just have to go wherever that wave takes us. So, so when John the Baptist walks onto the stage and holds up his sign and says, stop, our response is, yeah, right, not going to happen. Good thought. Wish I could, but I'm committed to the wave. Exit John the Baptist, stage left. But before we dismiss too quickly our friend John, before we simply assume that there's just no way of stopping and thus ignore the man with the stop sign, let's think for a moment what this business of stopping is all about. First of all, the truth is we're all going to stop sometime, and that's one of the truths of human life, that every human being has to face the fact that they are going to stop. Life will come to an end. You're going to stop, and when that happens, strangely enough, the world will keep on going. You see, that's one of the great delusions that human beings carry around with them, is that if we stop, well, somehow the world will stop. Any of you that have gotten ill with a serious immobilizing illness like COVID or the flu or something even worse, you learn that the world somewhere somehow manages when you're not participating. I took a sabbatical from this church several years ago and we all learned how well the church ran without me without me while I was away. In many cases the church run, ran better. So the truth is we can stop. But the greater truth behind the man standing on the stage with a stop sign is that there are some things in each one of our lives that not only can stop but should stop, that need to stop, that have to stop. You see, that's the thing about you and me getting onto this wave of life that makes us think that we can't stop, is that we stop paying attention to those dark and sinful parts of our lives, those broken things that get put on fast forward like the rest of our lives. And before we know it, since we don't think we can stop, we really end up doing some really stupid things. We make poor choices, we make bad judgments, we cross lines that shouldn't be crossed, we ignore people that shouldn't be ignored, we give in to temptations we should never give in to, and, and it's all because we didn't stop. It's all because we didn't realize that we are broken and sinful people and there is this need we have to stop and take inventory of our lives and to repent to say to the Lord, here it is, here's the junk, here's that temptation I'm struggling with, here's that choice I want to make, but I know I shouldn't make it, here's the perspective I have on things, and I know it's got to be a warped perspective because it's a perspective that's likely more about me than about you. But none of that happens if we don't stop, right? It goes unchecked, and we find ourselves in places we shouldn't be. George Buttrick, one of the great 20th century preachers, told of how once when he was vacationing in the country, he came upon a farmer who had just rescued a lost sheep. Well, how did that sheep get lost, the Buttrick, Buttrick asked. Oh, said the farmer, these sheep just seemed to nibble themselves lost. Nibble themselves lost, asked Buttrick. Yeah, said the farmer, you know, they just nibble from one tuft of grass to the next and never look up and they just keep nibbling until they've lost their way. John raises his sign and says, stop, because he knows how easy it is for us to nibble our ways to getting lost. 
to take the wrong turn, to make the poor choice. But you know, it's even more than that. John takes his place on center stage, lifts high his red, big red octagonal stop sign, not only to tell us that we can stop, not only to tell us that we should stop, but also to tell us what we will be missing if we don't stop. You see, John, more than anybody else, knows who's coming. John knows that the one who's coming is the one who will save his people from their sins. John knows that the one who's coming is named Jesus, Yeshua, which means save. He will save his people from their sins. Can we be clear about that? Jesus is not coming to support our crazy, wave-driven lives. Jesus is coming to save us from our sin. And John is here to tell us that if the Gospels are going to mean anything to us, I mean anything, it will come only when we stop. Stop and examine our lives to see what's in here that needs saving. So I guess I'm glad our lectionary has brought us back to Mark chapter 1, especially this Lenten season. You don't see John much in Lent, but what a perfect place for him to be in that time and place when we can stand to do a little stopping, repenting, confessing, turning around, a little surveying the wondrous cross on which the Prince of Glory died for you and for me to save us from our sins. The cross of Jesus. A good place to stop. Let us pray. We pray, O oh God, that we, in these moments of reflection and in this exhortation of John to stop and to turn around, we pray, O oh God, that we may do the hard work of examining ourselves and of learning perhaps the humble lesson that the world will continue on without us and that we have work to do inside of us in order to be the people that you have called us to be. So help us to hear again the message of the Baptist and allow us, O oh God, to find a new way all for the sake of your son Jesus. And we pray this in his name. Amen.